The Kings turned in two wins and had a little bit of a wacky adventure in Columbus. We're going to talk about that, plus previewing the week for the Ontario Reign on this episode of Locked On Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, my name is Sarah Avampetto, host of Locked on Kings. Glad to be here with you uh, as you're listening to this show about your favorite hockey team and mine, the Los Angeles Kings, and or also the Ontario Reign. Thank you for listening to the show today, for making this your first listen of the day, every day on your favorite podcast network uh, or the YouTubes or I don't know, Bat Signal. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Uh, we will, uh, of course, be glad to be talking to you about the Kings today. Uh, and as is our new normal routine here on the show, we've got Jay from Locked On Blue Jackets here to talk to us about the Kings and the rain and whatever that Blue Jackets game was. And, we, you, know, you know, whatever else happens, happens to, like, come to mind. So this is a Mini Kings Monday. We're actually going to be talking about the Mini Kings today. Uh, but first, we're going to start with looking at the Kings uh, and their win over the Blue Jackets uh, over on Friday. Uh, I'll just I'll just put this out here now for the record. Uh, I do believe that I predicted it to be a high-scoring weird game, and uh, I don't know about you, but I think they delivered on that, right? I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, they they sure did. I believe. One or both of us also said it was going to be a 4-3 overtime mm-hmm, game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mother friggin' 4-3 hockey games, right? Um, <laughs> it was it was a weird one. Like, I didn't realize how weird it was until I went back and watched the highlights in, uh, in preparation for recording this. But, like, three Blue Jackets goals in 46 seconds, and then the Blue Jackets getting their eighth goal of the season called back for... Being offside, that's not hyperbole. It's literally the eighth <laughs> time this has happened this season. Uh, and then Victor Iverson completing the hat trick in overtime, which as soon as the Jenna goal was called back, I was like, oh, I see how I see what's happening here. <laughs> I see how this game is ending, and it's ending on either Victor Iverson scoring the game winner in overtime or in the shootout. I mean, there, there's only one way for, for that to have gone, really. Yeah, the whole, like, three goals in less than a minute was just it was one of those things where like I you know I wasn't able to watch that game because I was you know doing stuff uh but you know I I saw the first goal from Patrick Line and I was like oh well it's a tie game whatever and then I feel like by the time I like between the time I had a thought about it and then refreshed Twitter <laughs> suddenly the, the the Kings were losing three to one and I was like what did I just have a stroke? What has happened? Um, And also I post this question on Twitter and I will now ask you, what is a Justin Danforth? Um, He's kind of like a Brandon Dubinsky, except he's five foot seven. Oh, Um, he's a a mini blue jacket. He's very small. Um, I'm, he's been kind of in and out of the lineup this week, uh, this season because uh, injuries and also he was kind of a fringe 
guy. But with Alexander Texier out, he's kind of been playing that role on the fourth line. Of, I'm just going to skate around a lot and cause some chaos. And yeah. he's got a pretty good shot. Uh, that was his fifth goal of the season, which surprised me, honestly. Um, but yeah, he's he's one of those hashtag energy players <laughs> that coaches love. Um, but also he kind of is effective at the same time, which I like. Yeah, I always feel like whenever, A, the Kings are always the team that gets scored on by someone I've never heard of before in my life. And then, yeah, like anytime it is someone I've, I swear I've never heard of before, I was like, oh, okay, sure, of course, of course <laughs> that just happened. Um, but yeah, the Victor Arvidsson hat trick was like very satisfying. Um, what... Also, also in this game, Justin Brown scored. And I, I feel knew like scored. as soon as soon as we finished recording, and I, I the game started, and I, I was watching Justin Brown skate, and I was like, I was really mean about him on the podcast. He is absolutely <laughs> scoring tonight, and he did score, and it was such a stupid, dumb goal. Yeah, yeah. Not only did he score, um, yeah, I think he did it to spite us. He also scored in the game uh, that the Kings just played on Sunday against uh, Buffalo, who scored an empty net goal in there. So now Dustin Brown has like a goal streak happening, which is hilarious. Uh, There's someone I follow on Kings Twitter, shout out to you if it's you uh, out there listening to the show, (laughs) who has like a a meme picture that he posts whenever Dustin Brown scores and the caption is F them kids. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Yeah, I love it. Um, it it makes me laugh, but also I'm like, dear kings, don't do anything dumb. Like, do not do 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 not just just let Dustin Brown go quietly into the night when his contract <laughs> is done. Like, it's fine unless you come to an agreement that like we're going to resign you, but like you have to be okay with only playing like every other game. But whatever. Um, yeah, Victor Arvidsson hat trick though. That was very fun and very satisfying. Um, what happened from your perspective, the Blue Jackets' perspective? on that goal that got called back like just what what we love mess around here but what was all that mess blue jackets don't know what the offside rule is i think is <laughs> is, is what's happening here and for some reason the, the, the thing that frustrates me about it is i don't understand how the refs and the linesmen aren't catching it mm-hmm. at the time because like i think it was Zakarensky was about half a foot offside and it didn't get caught at the time Boone Jenner scored obviously everyone was like and then (laughs) it got called back and like that's that's the frustrating thing to me is that this keeps happening and for whatever reason the team just doesn't seem to get the calls um I come, and also the other thing as well was that Jake Barczyk got blatantly hooked on like about three seconds before the Kings would score the game winner, uh, which hilariously also happened twice in the game against Boston that they played the, the night afterwards. Apparently mm-hmm. it's just legal to do crimes to Jacob Barczyk right now, which I don't love. Um, and I'm not normally one to complain about officiating because I do understand it is a hard job. The game is so fast, especially when you're actively on the ice. Things are going to get missed, but it is frustrating when things like that happen. You know, like a missed call leads directly Mm -hmm. to a goal for the other team, or when this is literally the eighth time that the Blue Jackets had to get a goal called back 
for offsides. There was a period in December where they had five goals in eight games called back for being offside. No, no, that's horrible. And like, yeah, okay, maybe they should be better at staying onside, but also maybe the refs should be better at calling those. Right. Like this, this is all what Nate McKinnon and uh, Matt Deshane's fault. This is all their fault. Yes. If they hadn't like had that one goal years ago that was so blatantly offside, like we wouldn't be in this position today. And yet here we are. So thanks guys, I guess. No, it's horrible. It, it, I, I think I was telling you uh, when we were chatting after the game, like it really reminds me of that season a couple years ago where the Kings just, it was like whenever they first started cracking down on goalie uh, interference calls, but it was very clear that no one knew what goalie interference was. And like, no matter what it was, it always went against the Kings. And I, I feel like that year there were just a couple of games that like, had they won them without having those goals called back, like they could have potentially been in a much better position than they were at the end of the season. But it's just I, like, I, it's so frustrating to be like, I, wh- what do you want from us then? What do you want from us? Yeah, exactly. And like, I think gold interference, I think is different because it is so mm-hmm. subjective. It shouldn't be, yeah. but it, 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 it depends on who's playing, who the goalie is, who ran into him, like what the official in Toronto ate for lunch that night, that morning. Like that's, <laughs> it's so subjective. And I feel like it changes every game in theory offsides should be the same every mm-hmm. single time and for some reason it feels like they just can't bother to call close off sides anymore because they know it's going to go to review and but it's I don't know I, I have a whole rant saved up for <laughs> how the offside rule is stupid anyway um so go listen to Locked on Blue Jackets <laughs> in the future uh, yeah, for that's, your complaints it's it's crying about Rick Nash and it's complaining about the offside rule. That's that's I it. Mean, that's today's that's episode. Fair. Um, that's super fair. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's like I said, it's and it's extra frustrating as well because like in the grand scheme of things, the Blue Jackets did not have a terrible weekend. You know, they came away with two out of four possible points, but they had an overtime loss and a shootout loss on what I would consider winnable games. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is this is not a Blue Jackets podcast. This is a Kings podcast, so we won't like harp on it for too long. But man, what a what a frustrating way to go yeah. to to go five hundred as per the yeah. NFL's stupid five hundred rules. They lost two games, but somehow they're coming out of it as as a five hundred weekend. What a stupid, frustrating way to come out of a weekend with two out of a possible four points. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like as anyone who has watched a team just find ways to lose when you're like, how did, why did you just, okay, that just happens. (laughs) Like, I get it. This might as well happen, dot JPEG, you know? Right, like this is, this is where we're at. Like, I guess, fine. (laughs) Well, we will uh, take a look also at the Kings win in Buffalo, because I guess that's allowed to happen now. Uh, We'll look at that, plus uh, taking a look at the Ontario Reign coming up next in the show. But first, I'm excited to get to tell you about Athletic Greens, which is not a fancy name for a golf course. It is a supplement for, well, improving your insides. So definitely not a golf course. If you're like me, you're tired all the time. Your doctor keeps telling you, eat a vegetable, take some vitamins, go like look at the sun and touch some grass and stuff. And if you're like me, you basically don't do any of that ever at all, no matter how much you should. Well, Athletic Greens makes all of that super easy. 
you don't have to touch some grass or anything. You just get the product with one scoop. With one wow, with one scoop. With one I'm keeping scoop, that in. <laughs> with one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're getting 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, and probiotics to help you get your day started right. This fancy blend helps support your gut health, energy recovery, and very importantly these days, your immune system. I'm always looking for easy ways to improve on my overall health, overall health. I'm lazy. I don't want to do too many steps. And so I'm excited to get to try this one. And you should be too. It's a simple way to help you take care of yourself every day. And there's no artificial anything. It's all natural and all great for you and your body. Athletic Greens is an all-in-one nutritional insurance to help your body be the best it can be. And for every purchase, Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the United States with over 1.2 million meals donated to kids in 2020. Right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is NHL, wow. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You know. Maybe the Buffalo Sabres could have used some uh, nutritional insurance. It seemed like they had some problems getting themselves up uh, for their game against the Kings on Sunday. It was a matinee game. It was in Buffalo, which I feel like not, neither of those things usually go well for the Kings. Uh, they have had like, they've only recently started winning games in Buffalo. They had like an embarrassingly long, like 15 year streak or something of not having won a game in Buffalo, even with how bad the Sabres in, so it was nice to see them get this win uh, they've won a few times there in, over the past couple of years I'm proud to say I was at the game in Buffalo where they finally broke that streak about like three four years ago or something it was very exciting for me I was worried I was going to have to go to every Kings game in Buffalo ever in the future just to like keep the streak going so glad to see that it didn't have to happen and most importantly three nothing win for the Kings Cal Peterson gets the shutout against the team that drafted him and he decided not to go to. So congrats, Cal. <laughs> That's got to be satisfying, right? There's like, he, he did, of course, the like post-game interview with Carlin Bays over on Valley, what's it called? And the, the like screenshot, the like still image in the tweet of it, he just has this like very satisfied smile on his face. And I'm not going to watch the clip because I just want to like use my imagination to like tell myself what that like smile was all about but yeah it has to be super satisfying and like honestly like sure life hasn't been easy for the kings and you know it's not like how peterson has three stanley cups or anything right now but like you know i think his life is probably a little bit better than had he decided to sign with buffalo oh almost definitely I feel like this is not this is not the first time that Buffalo has been burned by a guy that they drafted who then decided actually I'm gonna go I'm gonna go play somewhere else literally anywhere else I remember like whenever uh, Jack Eichel was drafted by them um, 
you know, he played that like one year of college and then you know, obviously signed professionally. But I feel like there was definitely a very like vocal chunk of hockey Twitter that was like, Jack, don't do it. Just play out your college eligibility and go to free. Be free. Be free. I was like, who what, was it? Like, was Owen Power who they got in the draft? They yes, Owen Power went back to went back yeah. to Michigan this season, and I the, yeah. the real part of me that's like, stay there, do it, do it, Owen. Yeah, <laughs> I thing. would love to see it. Like, it's so it would be so petty, but like, I mean, I feel like it's a subject of a whole other podcast. But like, that's literally the only control over a career that like a young player has, and it's only those NCAA guys, um, right? Because it's happened. Say, yeah. Jimmy VC did it as well. I remember he mm-hmm. went back to college for a fourth. He did a fourth season in college and basically mm-hmm. let his rights expire and then ended up signing somewhere. And I feel like Mike Riley did it as well, mm-hmm. uh, who yeah. is in Boston right now. That's um, great. But he's played for a bunch of teams. He was an original Blue Jackets draft pick, actually, um, which yeah. is how I, how I remember this. Because I remember being like super salty at the time like man are we not good enough for you uh he ended up signing in i want to say minnesota i think so it was either minnesota or chicago those were the two uh yeah two finalists and i remember being super salty like man is columbus not good enough for you and like a at the time columbus was not very good so you know you can't you can't blame a guy but also yeah like it's it's over the years i've kind of realized how little say these guys have in mm-hmm. where they play especially at the age of you know basically until they hit unrestricted free agent mm-hmm. status, which is what 26 27 yeah yeah like that's that's, that's a long so time much of your career yeah to basically have the teams and i think that's you know that's kind of what happened with again jack eichel is mm-hmm. he had no say in what was happening where he was going whether he could get the surgery or not and so yeah you know Shout out to Cal Peterson for being like, you know what? I'm going to take this teeny tiny bit of control that I have and I am going to exert it and I am going to play for a team that I choose and not the team that holds my rights. He became an unrestricted free agent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, as soon as that like unrestricted free agency hits, like the day he signed with the Kings. And I remember them like saying... That basically they essentially used like Jonathan Quick to woo him to to sign for the team. And I was like, tell me everything about this. Like this is uh, great. Yes, tell me. I will I will accept the 3000 uh word article on the athletic about that. Right. Yeah. And you know, you know, just imagine like as a young American goaltender, like, and we've talked before, like, you know, Quick is a guy that you know, A, and goalies in general have looked up to, and B, if you're an American goalie you're absolutely like looking up to him as someone to, you know, emulate and idolize or whatever. So like, you know, I, I, there has to be some element of being like starstruck that you're sitting down at a table, like over like some fancy expensive LA steak dinner with Jonathan Quick and you're getting sold a story of how you're going to get to play alongside Jonathan Quick. You're like, yeah, give it to me. Like what, what did, what did Buffalo have for him? Nothing. Like Ryan Miller was gone by then. So they didn't even have a like elite American goalie to to woo him with. They just had Buffalo, and you know. I mean, I guess how, I, how you feel about chicken wings, you know? Right, Pro- ter- probably terrible. Um, <laughs> and you know, Cal Peterson's from Iowa. I've driven through Iowa in the winter. It's horrible. Like it's just snow and cold and flat and nothing. So you know, why why wouldn't you want to go to LA 
and be never be cold again that would be my like if I was a cot like I'd be like I'll I'll go there I don't even care if they're good like yeah I feel like this is what we talked about with um Phil Kessel in mm-hmm. Arizona a couple like yeah. not last mini king Monday maybe the one before that like if I was Phil Kessel I'd be like no I'm staying right here it is warm all the time and there is no pressure because the team is terrible like <laughs> like yeah it's it's why wouldn't you want that especially especially a guy like Phil Kessel who has made his money he's won his Stanley Cups like I why wouldn't you just do do whatever you want like just go yeah exactly Um, we did of course in this game get uh get some great performances from what's his face Andreas Athens to you yes noted what's his face yeah noted what's his face um he scored the king's only real goal uh it was a three goal game two of those were empty netters uh which as we all know are fake they're super fake. Like they didn't I don't know if I've pushed this agenda on Locked on Kings before, but my agenda on Locked on Blue Jackets is always empty net goals don't count. So really, the Kings won a one nothing game. Yeah, with that's some fine. bonus stat padding, but that's all right. I'm into it. Very into it. But we had yeah a great great goal from Athanasiu who like used his speed to get into the zone, but then like I watched the replay and I'm like he wasn't even that speedy. He just had a very good shot and you know poor Dustin Tukarski was like well there we go but the frustrating thing as well is to, to mention just Dustin Tukarski at the minute is I looked at the how many shots the Kings had and immediately it was like oh okay three goals on 32 shots that's not terrible and then I remembered that two of them were empty net goals so I went to see how many shots he actually faced and Dustin Tukarski uh-huh. made 29 of 30 saves in this game and the team just couldn't do anything. Dustin Tukaski should be allowed to stab a member of the Buffalo Sabres of his choosing. <laughs> right. Like whichever one he picks. Like and in this game, I just pulled it up. Um, Kings 32 shots. Like you said, two of those were on that empty net. Uh, Kings had 15 shots in the first period. The Buffalo Sabres total overall whole game, 19 shots. So yeah, Dustin Tukarski should absolutely get to like fight the teammate of his choosing because that's just offensive. Trevor Moore had four shots. Uh, Oli Mata had three. So good for you, Oli Mata. I guess. Um, right? Uh, the, for the Sabres, shooting was largely dominated by Alex Tuck and Tage Thompson. They had four plus three is seven. They had seven of Buffalo's 19 shots. Like, yeah, that feels, that feels correct. Yeah, and, and, and it doesn't feel like a pathway to success. Like, word to the Buffalo Sabres. Um, that's not how you, like, win a, a game when two guys have... I wish Jason were here to do the math for me because he could do it on the spot, but, like... It's, like, 40% under, of the shot. Yeah, slightly under 40, 50%. Geez, slightly under 50% of your shots come from two guys. And meanwhile, Alex Tuck went like face first into the post at some point. Man, that was... That was bad. That was extremely like, scary. And also, yeah. I didn't tweet about it at the time because I was kind of half watching the game and half napping because of who I am as a person. Right. Um, the game was super boring. It's not my fault. Yeah. yeah. I'm so over 
the slow pan over the injured player mm-hmm. and then repeatedly watching the injury in slow motion and then panning back over to the player lying face down on the ice. I'm over yeah. it. I'm done. Why can we as a as a as a league just agree that we don't need to see the player being injured over and over yeah. and then watch their motionless body lying mm-hmm. on the ice? I hate yeah, it. And I feel it's like bad. that and I feel like that definitely varies from broadcast to broadcast like what what teams broadcast you're watching and everything because I I have seen some that have treated it very sensitively and you know they'll replay it like once so you know what happened because you know as you know hockey moves so fast like you you miss exactly what happened on a play but yeah the like let's watch this and like repeat and then from another angle and then in slow motion like especially on a play that like is that you know scary yeah, because I originally yeah. thought that he had gone face first into the the post, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. that's not good." And then I, I guess it turns out that it went he went into it like neck first, which is not any mm-hmm. better. But so, like, I appreciated seeing it once, but then after that, I was like, "I don't need to see it in slow motion several times." Right, please. right. Um, yeah, like, let's move on. Having looked at the list of the Buffalo Sabers. Of which I know like six guys because this team, man, uh, I have decided that it should probably be Casey Fitzgerald that gets stabbed. Um, yeah. He played 21 minutes in on defense. He had one blocked shot. He had one giveaway, one shot on goal, one hit, and was a minus two. I mean, I if, speaking of players I've literally never heard of before in my life. Like, what's a Casey Fitzgerald? I feel like he was one of those Boston University boys. You remember when mm. the, that time that there was like seven yeah. BU boys that were all of a kind of of a likeness and played uh-huh. on the same team? Uh, that feels right. That feels right. The yeah. NHL app will not tell me where he played, but he is from Massachusetts. Not. So, yeah. Yeah, he's one of them. He's then. One of those. He's from a Boston BC boys. Um, yeah. So yeah, he is. He is my candidate for being able, being allowed to be stabbed by Dustin Tokarski, because as we've mentioned on the show, I think Oli should be allowed to do a little murder. Yeah, as a treat. Yeah, it really should be um, part of part part of their part of their world. Um, we also had a scary moment with uh, Victor Arvidsson, who fresh off of his hat trick game, uh, also sort of went face first into the, the boards at one point uh, and left the game. Uh, he made, made his way back to the bench on his own. He was fine, but uh, shortly afterwards went down to the tunnel uh, and you know, for, for medical attention. Uh, so, you know, hoping that that works out okay for him. I don't think he returned to the game. No, he's day to day at the minute. I yeah. believe I saw on Twitter, which yeah, so that's rough. Not ideal. No, and then of course, uh, you know the Kings like big brain to this one because they decided after Arvidsson went out that the person they were going to bump up to the second line to play with Phil Deneau and Trevor Moore was Dustin Brown. Just, Just I'm going to turn into the Joker about it. <laughs> I really am. Like, is it me? I feel like I'm being gaslit by this team. <laughs> Is it me? Am I like, in the wrong here? No, there was definitely a like, I could feel like a thousand voices shouting on, on Twitter whenever that happened of why, why, did, why did you do this? 
Like immediately people were like, where is Arthur Kaliev? Like, is he dead? Like, yeah. can did, we just like, did I, punch did him Did Alex follow die? My condolences. Right. <laughs> this team. Like, I and I get that like, okay, it's like thinking on the moment, like whatever, but like, no offense, and like no offense to Dustin Brown. He scored a goal, sure didn't, it wasn't a real goal, but whatever, um, very long career, whatever. There are so many other people who I would have bumped up to that line before Dustin Brown. And so like, if, if anything that I'm curious about for the Kings play again on Monday, because of course they do, because why, why wouldn't they? Um, I'm curious to see what they do. If Victor Arvidsson is going to be out for a little bit, which I think that he should be. Um, I would. Dustin Brown played 16 minutes. Why? Andreas Athanasio played 13. Stop doing this to us. He played more hockey than Sean Dursey. No. Sean Dursey played. No. I hate this. 14.56. Dustin Brown played 15.55. Oh my gosh. Why? I'm going insane. <laughs> I, genuinely, I feel like I'm going to turn into the Joker about this. What is going on? don't know we can uh we can continue having feelings about this because now i'm mad about it that i've realized <laughs> this uh we can continue having feelings about this in just a second but i think uh first uh, i do want to make sure that everyone knows that this show obviously is here for you uh but also you should also be making sure that you're listening to locked on now uh, it is our daily podcast featuring recaps of all the nhl games you get analysis and uh, quick hits from all of our local experts and hosts from across the Locked On Anyways, so make sure you check it out. Uh, and uh, there's some other cool things that you have to tell us about as well. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Bet Online because if I had put money on this game against Buffalo, I probably would not have put money on the Kings winning because, it, again, it felt like a trap. Uh, and you know where I would have taken my betting business to? It is betonline.net. Because football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for pro and college hoops, as is hockey, boxing, UFC, uh, right down to uh, Vegas casino games. And I don't believe have a season to speak of, but all the latest odds, totals, playoff forms, props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs, and they remain the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. So head to the website today, that is betonline.net, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action, and put some money on, I don't know, Dustin Brown going right back up to that top line, because sure, why not? That's uh, cursed. All of that at betonline.net, because betonline is where the game starts. And I also have to tell you about Built Bar, because Built Bar is actually a super great companion to athletic greens you've taken your protein drink supplement and now you're gonna have a delicious protein bar to go along with it because built bar is a protein bar that tastes exactly like candy bar it is delicious it is nutritious and they have a ton of incredible flavors they've got mint brownie they've got coconut almond they've got strawberry they have so many incredible flavors and if you haven't tried the built puffs you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Best tasting bars. Built Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They are fluffy. They are soft. They are chewy. They are delicious. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. And 
let's be honest, they have the best flavors as well. Uh, I feel like by talking about the Chirapuff, I am going to summon Jason from the void, but they're so good. My personal favorite, banana cream pie. They're my favorites. They're going to be yours as well. So go to built.com right now. And here's the best bit. If you use promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at built.com. All right. You are listening to Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, talking to you all about the Los Angeles Kings. And we're going to look at the rain in in just a hot minute, but I, I do want to continue our grievance airing <laughs> regarding like just what 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 is this team why why do they hurt us like this they have like like we mentioned Victor Arvidsson probably going to be out uh for this upcoming game on Monday against the Bruins uh, they have a lot of different options as to what they could do uh you know to fill to fill that void for the upcoming game you know they're on a road trip so they're not going to call anyone else up they do have you know some guys happening to be sitting around though uh, for the Kings, uh, Brendan Lemieux was scratched in this game because he got hurt the game previously. Uh, they also have Carl Grundstrom, who has been sitting out. Uh, and instead, I have the distinct feeling we're going to see, like, Dustin Brown on the second line and for reasons. And I just, uh, yeah, I, the more I think about it, I'm, I'm, I'm big mad. Also, Todd McClellan is supposed to be back for this game against the Bruins. He's been out on the COVID protocols but I think they said that he, he, he will be back behind the bench on Monday. And yeah, just like if I was a betting person, I would put money on them somehow disappointing me. And I feel bad for like ripping on Dustin Brown, but man. He's a million years old and he's not good anymore. And I know this is going to come back to bite me just as it <laughs> did in the Blue Jackets game. But like... <laughs> how is he playing 16 minutes of ice time a night when Martin Furk is in Ontario or TJ Tynan is in Ontario or Gabe Velarde is in Ontario? Like it's great to see Jared Anderson Dolan, I thought had a really, really good game. Uh, He was super noticeable that uh, Anderson Dolan, Kopitar Kempe line, extremely noticeable and fun. So, you know, I feel a little vindicated there, but like, how are we still, it is 2022. (laughs) How is Dustin Brown still in the top six for this team on a semi-regular basis? To hurt us, like mentally. I have taken psychic damage from what this team is doing, but that is it for us today here on the show, uh, looking at the Kings. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Jay, as always, for joining the program to talk about this ridiculous organization uh for anyone who wants to hear more from you see your stuff online read your coverage about the rain where can they find you uh yes you can find me on twitter underscore jacob foster j-a-k-o-b-f-o-r-s-t-e-r you can find all of my coverage of the rain over at fph rain you can find the written work that i do at fieldpasshockey.com and if you care about the Blue Jackets, which, again, I cannot recommend in good conscience, but if you would like to learn what it's like to be sad in a group, uh, Locked On Blue Jackets is over at LO underscore Blue Jackets, and you can also find it wherever you get Locked On LA Kings. 
All right. And for me, you can find me on Twitter at right said Sarah. You can find the show on Twitter at locked on LA Kings, of course, available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on the YouTubes. And I uh, make sure you're following Come back uh, every day this week for more Kings news and uh, keep up with what is happening with this team. All of that and more on Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.